Welcome to the LU Moment. Thank you for listening. I'm Shelley Vitanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University. Each week, we showcase the great events, activities, programs, projects, and people at Lamar University. Happy Valentine's Day. Hope you're having a lovely day. I thought we'd start this broadcast off with things that I love about Lamar University. Uh, one of my favorite things is the 300-acre campus with a centrally located quad that is completely tree-covered and surrounded. Um, we have some beautiful art in the area, and I love our quad and the campus in general. I love walking across the campus. Uh, I love the rocking chairs on the second floor of the Chester Center where you can sit and observe the entire campus, and the math lab on the second floor of the Lucas Building where students can get free tutoring from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. for all math students. I love the Starbucks in the bottom of the library and the Plummer Building. It's all round and historic and uh, one of the first buildings on the campus. I love the walkways across the MLK. I know the students don't like the walkways because they've got to park at the Montaigne and walk across, but I, I just love these walkways. Um, and I, I like to take my kids across the walkways. And I love our Big Red, our mascot, great mascot. I love the uh, I love the Peckers. You may not know who the Peckers are, but these are students who have declared themselves the biggest fans, and they come to all the sporting events. They act wild and crazy and have the most fun. They usually paint their chest, and they're just fun. Um, I love the faculty-to-student ratio, 19 to 1, and the diversity of our campus. We have students from 17 countries, 48 states. Um, and I also love the fact that we are we are an up-and-coming Hispanic Distinguished University, which is exciting. Uh, our students are incredible. Many of them, in fact, 60% are first-generation students coming from families who have never attended college. And I love the fact that during a global pandemic, we still graduated 5,000 students in 2020. That's huge. Um, I love uh, our resiliency. You know, while the rest of the world in higher education was dealing with the global pandemic, Lamar University was not only dealing with the global pandemic, but we overcame two hurricanes and a plant explosion. No other university in the world overcame as much as Lamar University did in 2020. It's pretty remarkable. So I could go on and on and on. Uh, Lamar is, is a very uh, exceptional place. I'm glad to work here. Um, but, um, in fact, um, We've got another thing that, that um, I think we're all going to love, the area is going to love, that's going to be good for Lamar. In July, Lamar University will move to the WAC, the Western Athletic Conference. And here to talk about this and LU sports in general is Marco Bourne. He is LU's athletic director. Director Marco, how are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, glad you're here. Uh, I want to get to really important stuff first. Are you the tallest athletic director in, in college, you think? <laughs> uh, I, might, I, I might be up there. there, there there's some tall individuals in, in college athletics, but I, I might be up there, yeah. Um, how, one how of, one of the tallest, maybe. I, I just want people to know how tall you are. How tall are you? Six foot nine. Six foot nine. Okay. And, and we, I need to let yep. people know, too, you did not play basketball, because I know that's always the first question. So you play basketball, yeah, right? And, and yeah, that's the icebreaker. I did, and I played college tennis. I was a college tennis player at Middle Tennessee State back in the day. Back in the day. I love it. Back in the day. All right, and you've been at Lamar for how long now, Marco? Almost three years. Uh, in April will be my three-year anniversary, and it uh, feels like 10, except especially going through COVID um, here the last you know, 10, 12 months, but it's been three years, and it's flown by. It's been great. Yeah, 2020, I think, was... Um, 
was it was like we lived five years in in that one year. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. Um, so I want you to think about some of the things you love about Lamar University during this interview. But let's let's summarize this past year and all the things that athletics have had to overcome. Can you tell us what some of the biggest obstacles have been? Maybe things that people wouldn't think about. Yeah, well, I think you know certainly back in in March on March the twelfth, it will always be kind of in the in, in the memory book, so to speak, in college athletics. That's when when everything shut down. Uh, we were in Katy uh, for the basketball tournament, and our men's basketball team was getting ready to getting ready to play that that afternoon in the first round game um, in the Southland Conference tournament, and uh, the, uh, the conference decided to to uh, cancel the tournament, and then. The very next day, the NCAA canceled the, the basketball tournament. So, you know, that's when kind of everything sort of, uh, you know, unraveled for us. Uh, we had a we had a, a staff meeting or a head coaches meeting the, the very next morning, and uh, that may have been the last time we met in person. Actually, it's been the last time I met in person with the head coaches as a group. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we kind of sent everybody home. We sent our student athletes home, and yeah, so that's that's been the you know last ten to twelve months of of, of COVID. Really, the you know the Hardest part has been uh, trying to engage our student athletes and and keeping them engaged, especially when they had to be uh, at home as we all were for a couple of months, and um, right. you know going through all the testing protocols and everything else we've been through over the last uh, ten twelve months here. It's been it's been pretty interesting, and and uh, we've learned a lot. I feel like I have a PhD in uh, PCR and antigen testing now, but um, <laughs> it's been it's been it's been interesting. We've learned a lot. Uh, we've learned a lot about ourselves and. Um, you know, we're just happy and proud that, that we keep our student athletes safe and that we're actually competing. Um, you know, we are playing all of our sports here this spring. And, um, you know, this weekend here on, on uh, Valentine's weekend, we start off uh, softball is playing now and soccer is playing and football will tip off next weekend. So a kickoff next weekend and finish that basketball season. So a lot going on in athletics and, and really proud of our staff and student athletes, how we've handled it. So. Yeah, you guys have definitely um, feel like you've come to the worst of it, and it's been amazing how you've tested your athletes and you've kept them engaged. I've thought about them so often through this, how exciting it is to play college sports and then to be told you're postponed, you're delayed, we don't know what's going to happen. But, Marco, everybody's going to have a season, right? I mean, even volleyball is going to yep. play, correct? Yeah, yeah, correct. So the, the, the fall sports, which for us is um, – cross-country, volleyball, soccer, and football, uh, they were all postponed in the fall, but we're playing them here in the spring. So um, cross-country is actually competing in the, in the Southland Conference Championships the next week. And volleyball and soccer, like I said, are play- volleyball is already playing. Soccer is kick- kicking off this weekend and football. is. So, yeah, everybody gets to play. It's a lot of opportunities for our fans to come and watch watch games. You know, we, we have uh, up to three to four events a day on the weekend. If you If you get bored, come on out to our facilities and, and enjoy uh, enjoy the, the, the games. It'll be different with with limited attendance and social distancing, but uh, we're committed to the experience for everybody, and, and I can't wait to uh, uh, to make it through the spring. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, and it'll be kind of historic. It'll be our last time to really play in the Southland Conference, and then in July we switch over to the WAC. So, with so much going on, why move to the WAC at this time? What what's important about being a member of the WAC? Sure. Well, I, you know, I can I can go back a little bit, well, not a little bit, but about three years when when I when I first uh, met Dr. Evans and, and talked to him in my interview, we, we talked about you know how do we how do we pre- uh, prepare ourselves as an institution, not just as an athletic, as an athletic department, to uh, to be part of a league that that's committed to Division One athletics and that's um, 
that's forward thinking, that has like-minded institutions. Uh, and you mentioned we're growing. We're, we're, we're very resilient. Um, we're, in, we're in a growing growing area. We, we're, cl- we're close to Houston with a great media market. Um, so we've always kind of been, you know, sort of kind of keeping our eyes and ears open, so to speak. And and quite frankly, COVID has kind of, uh, you know, ex- you know, accelerated some of those conversations. So early on, we we had some conversations with with some of the other institutions that are joining us in the WAC out of the South End, which is Stephen F. Austin, Sam Houston State, and Abilene Christian. And and uh, we we just had that opportunity for to join a to join a conference, uh, the WAC, which uh, has a terrific brand. I think a lot of people, or pretty much everybody I talk to, they they remember the WAC from back in. The, the 2010, 2011, when Boise State won the Fiesta Bowl against Oklahoma, when they, when they still had football at the time, and so they have a terrific brand. They have a terrific brand, and not just football, but basketball and, and other sports. And uh, they didn't have football the last ten, eight to ten years, and, and so this gives them an opportunity with us to uh, to bring football back, um, and, and we'll be part of a of a like-minded uh, group of institutions and instit- uh, you know, institutions that are growing in student bodies, they have grown economies, they have grown local communities, and growing state and st- state populations. When you look at the states of Texas, Utah, and Arizona, three of the states that are institutions are located in the WAC, those three states are probably one, two, and three when it comes to, to growing states. Um, everybody seems to be moving to Texas, and Utah and Arizona's got some beautiful places. And uh, at the mm-hmm. same time, those, all the institutions are growing. So um, it was just sort of a no-brainer. There were there were some non-negotiables for us, which was you know we all wanted to go together. I think going the four of us of the Southland and then Southern Utah's joining out of the Big Sky, um, mm-hmm. all of us going together. I think made a lot of sense. We wouldn't have made this move on our own. Uh, we felt like moving with those institutions, um, and uh, and having now have six institutions in the state of Texas, the four of us, Charleston State and UTRGV in our division, uh, with the the conference with the most. Uh, schools in the state of Texas um, in the entire country. So we have more 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 institutions in Texas than the Big 12 and and some other institutions. So uh, we're excited about it. We're excited for our student athletes. They get to see some different places. They get to travel to uh, some states they probably have never been to. Um, so that's another opportunity for them to uh, to just you know expand their horizon, so to speak. And I think for our student body and our and our faculty and staff. And I talked to the faculty senate this week and the SGA, and I told them this is. You know, you know, part of a different peer group uh, with grown institutions. I think your degree from Lamar is going to be even more valuable than it exactly. was before. Now, with the with the association of the WAC, and you look at institutions like Grand Canyon that has 100,000 students in Phoenix. It's one of the fastest growing institutions in the country. Um, mm-hmm. So, just you know, a lot of positives, a lot of upside. Um, I honestly have not had a negative conversation with anybody about it. Everybody is excited. Um, our fans are excited. Our basketball tournament is going to be in Vegas, so everybody's going to go to, get to go to Vegas every March. Um, oh, I told the SGA that. It's, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's usually during spring break, so I'm, I'm, you know, already told the SGA leadership that you guys need to plan to to sponsor a trip to Vegas for the students um, rather than going to Katy. Um, that's a, that's a certainly an upgrade on what we had before. So um, that's kind of why we made the move, and, and I couldn't be happier. And Dr. Evans has been so supportive of it. I can't thank him enough to be part of that process because it's a it's a presidential decision it's not just an athletic director's decision it's something university makes as a move and so we're, we're just pumped up to, to to join them here in the summer of 21. Well it's exciting for Lamar University to expand its brand further into the United States and um, yeah it's great for our, for our athletes as well. 
Um, Marco, real quick, I, I want to understand that there, there's divisions within the WAC. So we will not play um, every team in the WAC with just those in our division until championships come along. Explain to a, kind of a, a non-sports kind of person like me. Maybe there's some others yeah. out there. Sure, yeah. I mean, that's a, that was a, also sort of a non-negotiable for us. Um, you know, when you look at the at the map of the WAC, now you're thinking, okay, there's, there's a school up in Seattle, Washington. You know, we're going to send all of our teams up there every year. Uh, we we won't. So we we will be part of the what's called the Southwest Division. I call it the Texas Division. Again, the six institutions I mentioned earlier. Um, all of our sports uh, that play that play regular season competitions, volleyball, soccer, baseball, and softball will will only compete in that division. That will play those opponents twice a year. Um, and then once we get to the tournament at a conference tournament, we will then compete against the other division. Um, uh, the other sports, track and field, cross country, tennis, golf, they don't play any uh, regular season competition, so they will create their own schedules more regionally, which they used to anyways. Uh, basketball uh, will play within the division, but they will cross over to the other division um, a couple times a year, uh, which we're fine with because basketball does have quite a bit of revenue attached to it with the NCAA tournament and ticket sales and everything else that comes with it. So we felt like it's justified to... Uh, to to do that, and then football. I didn't touch on that too much earlier. Not everybody in Iraq is playing football, um, so the, the the five out of the six institutions in Texas, again, the four of us from the Southland and Talton are playing football already. Dixie State mm-hmm. and um, Southern Utah are playing football, and then UTRGV is going to add football in two years. So we will play everybody in that. Again, fo- football does have some revenue attached to it, so we feel like uh, you know budgeting for uh, a couple of one charter plan or two charter trips a year. As something we can work work towards, and and we feel like it makes sense. So um, that's right. how it's going to be uh, built out. I, I do think there's a lot of revenue opportunities for us when you look at the basketball league. And, and really quickly, um, uh, basketball. The, the Southland is ranked 30th out of 32 in the country as a basketball league when it comes mm-hmm. to RBI net rankings. The the WAC is ranked 15th out of 32. Wow. Uh, so that the, our our seed in the tournament is going to be much higher. I think there's an opportunity to get more than one team in. Which all relates into uh, uh, you know more uh, revenue distribution to all of us at the end. So that's a lot of detail. That's a lot of uh, athletic talk there for you. Um, but uh, just overall, a lot of opportunities. But yeah, we will stay in the state of Texas for the majority of our sports to travel, um, and again, they will get to travel to the other side a little bit for the championships. Perfect. Thank you for that explanation. That did help. Yeah. yeah Thirty. Thirty seconds, Marco. Tell us about uh, the Bud Leonard Athletic Fund and uh, how that came about. Thirty seconds. Yeah, absolutely. We're excited. You know, we we felt like with with the move to the WAC and just in general, we felt like we we needed to rebrand our our fundraising arm of the of the athletic department to the Bud Leonard Athletic Fund. And Bud Leonard was such a great supporter of athletics, and I got to know him early on when I got here. And and, and we we hate that we lost him. He he passed away here in the fall. And um, and just, you know, he's been a great supporter of athletics. He, he was a, a, one of the founders of the, the, the Cardinal Club, which was the previous fundraising arm and the Hall of Honor. And we just felt like it was, it was the right thing to do to honor him with this. And um, I think a lot of people will, will, uh, will recognize him and, and uh, be part of that. And we need, we need our fans to step up and, and support the Butler and Athletic Fund moving forward. I think it's the best resource that we have to support our student-athletes um, and, to, uh, and, and to be able to grow what we can do for our, for our student athletes and coaches, and we're excited about it. The feedback has been terrific. Um, you know, people people uh, really are excited for for rebrand, and it was it was well overdue. To be honest with you, and uh, we're just excited about it, and and I can't wait uh, for people to to join the Butler and Athletic Fund moving forward. All right. 
All right, Marco, thank you so much. Love having you on this Valentine's Day and appreciate everybody out there listening. I am Shelly Batanza, the Director of Public Affairs, encouraging you to go to LamarCardinals.com and check out our Lamar Sports and support them. Thanks for listening. See you next week.